This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. The attorney goes on to say, I'm going to refer you to the same exhibit, and now I'd like to direct your attention to page 20 at the top, Request for Admission 101, and you admit to making the following statement. I have to leave out some of the details because I'm now involved in both a criminal investigation that I am pursuing and a civil suit. What's the criminal investigation that you're referring to there? Defendant, the stuff I was telling the police. Attorney, okay, would that include the conversations you had at Bartonville on the 6th? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and I don't want to get back into this because I know you and Mr. Parks had a little back and forth on this, but it is your understanding that investigation is still open or is it concluded? Defendant, yes. And I didn't know there was a finality to the investigation even when they wrote whatever he said. Attorney, okay. Defendant, until March. Attorney, and when you say that you are pursuing a civil suit, what civil suit are you pursuing? Defendant, well, this. Attorney, okay. Are you asserting any affirmative claims for relief in this lawsuit? Defendant, I do not know what that means. Attorney, well, you said you're pursuing a civil suit. You didn't file this suit, did you? Defendant, that's correct. Attorney, right, and you're not asserting any claims in this suit, like they did this, therefore they owe me money. Defendant, no, I'm not backing down either. Attorney, right, but you're not asserting any claims in this suit, correct? Defendant, I don't think so. Not at this time. Attorney, all right, And the next one, RFA 102, you admit to the following statements. Two of my most valuable and definitely the closest people to me in my entire life are responsible for many of the words on the website. It says, or, but I believe the original text said are. But as I understand what you're saying, two of my most valuable and definitely the closest people to me in my entire life are responsible for so many of the words on that website. Is that basically the meaning there? Defendant, yes, sir. Attorney, okay. And by two of my most valuable and closest people, you mean H and Crystal. Defendant, that is correct. Attorney, all right. And the website, you mean GOMI. Is that the website you're referring to? Defendant, yes. Attorney, in request for admission 104 on that same page, you admit to making the following statement. She finally admitting to feed the other woman information for the last two years, but saying she never knew she would take it to the internet and talk about it. Are you referring to H in that sentence? Defendant, I am. Attorney, okay. And feeding the other woman information means crystal, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. And from the last two years, you mean the two years preceding the time you made the statement. Defendant, yes, sir. Attorney, so it's your belief that from approximately December 2018 to December 2020, H was feeding crystal information that appeared on the GOMI website. Defendant, no. Attorney, all right. Defendant, but only the dates are the part that's no. Attorney, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Attorney, could you repeat that? I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't hear you. Defendant, no. Attorney, no, that I got the dates wrong. Defendant nods her head. Attorney, okay, what's wrong about the dates? Defendant, because H wasn't there anymore in December. Attorney, 
So she wasn't feeding Crystal information for the preceding two years. Defendant, yeah. And I don't want to like you get annoyed with me, but if you said like for the last two years, yes, but she wasn't. If I had to answer truthfully, she wasn't there in December, so she couldn't be giving her information from me in December. Attorney, okay. Defendant, do you know what I'm saying? So she admits here that in December of 2018, that H didn't work for her and therefore she couldn't be feeding information. So how would I have been getting information if that is her allegation? H's attorney goes on to say, sure, in request for admission 106, down on the same page, you say, but most of all, I had the main two people posting on that website with their multiple profiles that they log in and out of and talk to themselves and answer their own questions as my top two employees and people I trusted the most. Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney. Now, the main two people posting on the website refer to H and Crystal. Defendant. Uh-huh. Attorney in the website means Gomi. Defendant. Uh-huh. Attorney. And with multiple profiles. Defendant. I don't think H had more than one profile. Attorney. Okay. Defendant. Just one. Attorney. And you didn't think so at the time either, right? Defendant. I didn't know. Defendant goes on to say, I did think she did have profiles. I just didn't know how many. Attorney. So you believe that H had multiple profiles on Gomi. Defendant. Honestly, I don't don't think I thought she had multiple profiles. I have always thought. H and I both thought Crystal did for sure, but I think if H had a profile, she had one profile, not multiple. Attorney. And looking at the bottom, it says request for admission 107 on the bottom of page 20 going over to page 21. You admit to the following statement, only to find out from Instagram that someone logged into our own account and was manually removing the followers. Them. And them, again, refers to H and Crystal, correct? Defendant. So I think Crystal got the password after we changed it for from H. Attorney, but at the time you made the statement, you believe H. Defendant, I thought it was both of them. Attorney, you thought it was both of them? Defendant, yeah. So once again, the defendant has changed her story about who is or is not logging in to delete her followers, whether or not she had confirmation from Instagram. So this is a huge inconsistency throughout the entire deposition. H's attorney goes on to say, request for admission 110, you admit the following statement. This has been going on literally for over seven years. What are you referring to by this? When you say this has been going on, do you mean fake Instagram posting, deleting followers? What do you specifically mean? Defendant, yes, because people that previously worked with Crystal said that Crystal was obsessed with me when she worked for them as well. And that was years before I ever knew who she was. Attorney, okay, so you believe that as early as 2013, Crystal had been hacking into your accounts? Defendant, no, had been posting on Gomi about me. 2012, technically. April 22nd. Attorney, are you making any reference to H? Defendant, no. Heck no. What number was that? Attorney, 110. And looking at the next one, 111, you admit to the following statement. I now know that their mission was to ruin my life and I quote, watch my house of cards fall. Their goal was to torment me so much that I would stop getting on the internet and stop posting and that I would stop making money and that I would lose my brand new home. She said it a million times on that website. Now there's a lot there. Let's break it down. Defendant, yep. Attorney, the first sentence is, I now know that their mission was to ruin my life. And by their mission, you're referring to the mission of H and Crystal. Defendant, just Crystal. This statement was taken from a post where later the defendant says that it refers to H and I. So yet another inconsistency. Attorney goes on to say, you said their goal was to torment me. And in that statement, who is they? Defendant, just Crystal. I think H felt guilty and that's why she cried all the time. Attorney, objection non-responsive to everything after Crystal. On page 22 at the top, request for admission number 112. Oh, sorry, you denied that statement. Do you recall making that statement at all or the circumstances surrounding that statement? 
statement. Defendant, no. Attorney, again, well, let's go to RFA 114 where you admit to this statement. They tried to frame other employees. One of them deleted the other person's text messages out of my phone. They accessed my iCloud without permission. That data never goes away, friends. They accessed more than 100,000 photos from my phone. 100,000. They had five total devices signed into my iCloud and my text messages, and my photos were on those devices. So let me break this down. So when you say they, they tried to frame other employees, are you referring to Crystal and H? Defendant, that's that topic again. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, I do. Attorney, okay. And then defendant, that was H. Attorney, when you say one of them deleted the other person's text messages, what you're saying is either Crystal or H deleted the other's text messages from your phone, right? Defendant, I thought that H deleted Crystal's messages from my phone. Attorney, okay. And then they accessed my iCloud without permission. And we talked about that one time where you confirmed you reached out to Apple and got confirmation. Defendant, yes. Attorney, about H's login. What other times was your iCloud accessed without permission? Defendant, thank you for asking. November the 3rd-ish that night, about nine o'clock that night, I think around 8.05, I was standing in my closet and I had my phone in my hand and H popped up from the seat at my desk in my office and ran down the alleyway in my closet and tapped my phone. And it said that somebody was trying to access my iCloud account and I didn't know who it was or what it was because at the time I wasn't well-versed in iCloud like I am now. And so I said, what are you doing? And she was like, don't worry, I got you, boo. And then she went right back to her desk. I think it was at that time that she first, I don't know first, but I think at the time she accessed my iCloud account. Attorney, and by she, you mean H. Defendant says, yes, from my desktop computer. So I would like to point out that this entire time that she has told this story about H going into her closet and tapping allow, that H was allowing access to the defendant's iCloud to the defendant's own desktop computer. She says right here, yes, from my desktop computer. So all of her allegations that H was accessing her iCloud and H's MacBook, right here, the defendant just said that H was allowing iCloud cloud access to the defendant's own desktop computer. Attorney, is there any other evidence you have that she accessed your iCloud account without permission? Defendant, no. Request for admission 115, where you make the following statement. And they still kept talking. Now it's mainly the old one who has stalked me for years, posting things to make it look like it's the other one. Now, and they still kept talking. You're referring to Crystal and H, right? Defendant, no. I'm just saying that I thank Crystal because like the further time went on, the more it started to look like Crystal was saying things to make it look like H was on the website. And I still stand by that. Attorney, that you believe Crystal has posted under some accounts on Gomi. Defendant, yes. Attorney, posts that are worded in a way to make it look like H. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what about those posts? The way they're structured leads you to the conclusion that they were actually Crystal and not H. Defendant, I mean, I'm happy to have like a linguistics expert, but it was the exact same connotation, the same words, the same, just everything was the same as the accounts that I already had a very good idea that were Crystal. And they were things that H and I talked about that I feel like H probably repeated them to Crystal. Attorney, when you say you feel like, is that just suspicion? Defendant, an opinion, yes. Attorney, okay, so you don't have any actual facts. 
defendant no attorney and by the old one who has stalked me for years are you referring to crystal defendant yes attorney referring to page 23 request for admission 118 you admit to making the following statement but now i realize that she left because she thought i found out about her being a troll on the hate blog but really i didn't know and i'm gonna stop there when she left you're talking about h leaving defendant no attorney crystal defendant yes can i keep going attorney well we'll get there hang on defendant okay attorney and you're talking about crystal being a troll on the hate blog right and then as soon as she found out that you didn't know and by she you're talking about crystal defendant nods her head attorney and i'm sure she's telling the young one at home every day that i wondered how she was doing and that i should go check on her and that gave her the confidence she needed to be talking the young one you're talking about is h correct defendant yes attorney Request for admission 119, you admit to the following statement. We've had our security system breach and its videos deleted. How's your security system breach? And by breach, what specifically do you mean in terms of the security system? Defendant, so there was footage. So say when you walk into a house, the ring camera will start recording whatever kind of camera you have will start recording. Like right when you walk in, sometimes a couple minutes before. The footage before was deleted, but the footage like, so say there was six minutes of footage, right? The beginning of the footage was gone was missing but then the rest of the conversation was there and then on another camera you can see down the hallway in my foyer it's still recording as if we we're in the living room this was on november 3rd to be specific the foyer catches the conversation in the living room but the beginning of the conversation in the living room is not caught it's caught but deleted i believe off of the camera am i explaining that properly so the whole conversation say is like six minutes long the foyer camera because my son walks by triggers it and so it records the whole thing well then that piece that's recording on the foyer camera that's not pointed to the living room to us specifically you can still hear us attorney uh-huh defendant but typically the living room camera would still be running at the same time and that piece of footage was gone attorney okay and did you have any communication with your security company about that defendant yes attorney and who is your security company defendant at the time it was arlo attorney is that a local company defendant no arlo okay so it's kind of like a ring camera defendant uh-huh attorney kind of situation how many communications did you have with Arlo about this situation? Defendant, oh, just a couple. Because my husband told me that there were six devices signed into our Arlo camera that day, and he told me that it was a technical glitch, that two of them didn't ping. So he tried to ping all of the device that it said that were connected to Arlo. I mean, I just believed what he said. Attorney, okay. Have you alleged, I'm trying to be respectful and not go too deep into the divorce, but have you alleged in the divorce that your husband, in fact, deleted the videos off your security system? Defendant, Yes, sir. Attorney, and isn't it possible that he also deleted those videos too? Defendant, it is possible. Attorney, and looking at request for admission 121, where it says they deleted more than 1,500 blog posts and diary entries, by they, are you referring to Crystal and H? Defendant, I'm referring to whoever got into my iCloud and deleted my notes section. Attorney, well, you've already stated that you believe H, without permission, accessed your iCloud account. Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, all right. Do you believe that H was responsible for deleting 15 blog posts and diary entries. Defendant, I don't think she would do that. I don't know, honestly, because we're working together. Attorney, on request for admission 122 at the bottom of page 23, you admit to the following statement. I'm a really tough girl. It's going to take a lot more than two extremely disloyal, selfish,
strange, disgusting, pathological liars to break me. By those two extremely disloyal, selfish, disgusting, pathological liars, you're referring to H and Crystal, correct? Defendant, that is correct. Attorney, turning your attention to page 25, request for admission number 127, you admit to making the following statement. Hello, do you not know that I just had two girls stalking me and one of them for years before I ever knew she existed on the planet and they literally tried to ruin my whole business this year? Now, the two girls that you're referring to in this statement are H and Crystal, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, request for admission 130, you admit to making the following statement. My two best friends ended up being internet troll stalkers who are psychotic. The two best friends you refer to in that statement are H and Crystal, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and at the time you made that statement, what evidence did you have that H was psychotic? Defendant, I knew you were going to say that. Attorney, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Defendant, I said I knew you were going to say that. I would say, if given this whole situation, this sounds like a psychotic situation. This is crazy that people would do this, especially when you're so close to somebody who's never done you wrong. Attorney, do you believe H is psychotic? Defendant, no, I think she was manipulated. Is. Attorney, and did you believe H was psychotic in December of 2020? Defendant, yes. No, I don't think I believe she was psychotic. I think, you think the situation is psychotic. You don't think, I mean, there's a difference. There is. Attorney, looking at request for admission number 134 on page 26, you admit to the following statement. A few months ago, I put the pieces together and discovered that they had tried to set employee up to look like she was doing all the hateful things behind the scenes. Defendant, what number are you on? Attorney, I'm sorry, 134. Defendant, okay. Attorney, so when you're saying, I just put the pieces together and discovered that they had tried to set an employee up, are you referring to H and Crystal setting this employee up, correct? Defendant, I could be wrong, but I just feel like she would do this stuff if she wasn't guided to do it. So I could be totally wrong and ignorant and naive, but to me, she asked the question. H asked the question because she knew the other employee asked the question. Once again, this is referring to the Christmas Village court. She could have done it on her own recognizance, but I thought that she did it because she was being instructed to do it. But again, I could be totally just naive and she could just be different than I know. Attorney, okay, so I guess the answer to my question is yes, by they, you mean H and Crystal. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, okay. Defendant, but does it matter if I don't think she was doing it on her own or not? No. Attorney, oh, it's just a quick question. RFA 139 on page 27, you admit to this statement. The irony of you tagging the FBI is not lost. Can you recall what that was in response to, what you're meaning there? Defendant, yeah, because Crystal would make posts on social media and tag like FBI. Attorney, oh, okay, so you is, you're referring to Crystal. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and you're implying that the irony is that somehow Crystal committed defendant is acting like she attorney committed some kind of federal crime defendant no the irony is that I called the FBI about the post or about this stuff happening and you're tagging them like you're talking to them attorney if you could turn to page 29 of this exhibit and look at request for admission 149 where you admit to the following statement because I lived that life for nine years until October 21st when I figured it out and then November 3rd when H confirmed it and by when H confirmed it are you talking about what she told the police at Bartonville Police Department defendant Nope. Attorney, okay. Defendant, I'm talking about what she said in her attorney friend's office. Attorney, what did you specifically say? And was this person your attorney? Defendant, no, she's just a girlfriend of mine that is an attorney. Attorney, and she wasn't your attorney at the time. Defendant, no, 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 no. Attorney, just a friend. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, okay. And what did she specifically tell her? And by what did H specifically tell her? Defendant, oh gosh, that it was Crystal, that she's crazy, that she knew she was doing these things, that she was just so shocked, and that 
she talked to herself and logged in and out and answered her own questions on the internet. Like double what she said to the police, which was also weird that it was so much less when we went to the police station than what it was on November 3rd. Because November 3rd, it was a totally different story. Attorney, okay, how was her story different from November 3rd when she went to the Bartonville PD? Defendant, because when she went to the Bartonville PD, she probably told them 40% of what she said in her attorney friend's office. In her attorney friend's office, it was like hand on Bible, Crystal is trying to ruin your life. She's crazy. I'm terrified of her. She's stalking me too. She's obsessed with me, like obsessed with H, not obsessed with defendant. I didn't find out until that Friday at the police station that she said that Crystal was like obsessed with me and didn't like me at all and that kind of stuff. Attorney. So the discrepancies are, if I understand your testimony correctly, is that she only told the Bartonville PD 40% of what she said a couple of days earlier. Defendant. Yeah. And that's being generous. This is another inconsistency that I've already brought up on page 50. The defendant said that H told the police the same thing as what she told her attorney friend. And here she says it was only 40% and that's being generous. Attorney. All right. And what did she leave out to Bartonville PD? Defendant. That, I mean, it was like hand to Bible. This has to be crystal. Like I've told her specific conversations and she's repeated them. She tries to make it look like you're going broke. She talked about how Crystal's daughter had said she was the fakest person that she'd ever met before. And like she said, all these details that made it sound like she knew for absolute certainty that it was Crystal. And then by the time we went, remember, but I caught H off guard on November 3rd. She didn't know we were going to talk about Crystal. I just brought it up. So by the time November 6th came around, she had time to now converse with Crystal, tell her what's going on. In my mind, let Crystal tell her what to say. And then by November 6th, it's a much more demure story. Attorney, what evidence do you have that H spoke with Crystal between the dates of November 3rd and November 6th? Defendant. Okay, thank you for asking. Steph sent a text message to H during that week and said, Crystal is about to go into cardiac arrest because she hasn't talked to you in the last 24 hours. That text message would imply that H had talked to Crystal in the last 24 hours or prior to the last 24 hours. Attorney. Okay, any other evidence besides text message? Defendant. No, sir. Crystal. I take it back. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. H had showed me a text message. I think we produced it to you where Crystal texted her numerous times. I'm saying like, I'm worried about you. How come you're not answering me? Please answer me. Just let me know you're okay over and over again. But H was telling me we're not friends. I don't like her like that. We're not close. We only talk about her kid and her daughter. And I would tell H, well, that's what normal people talk about to each other. And on camera in my home, I think we've provided this for you too. There's a recording where I tell H, I don't think you're telling me the truth about your relationship with Crystal. I'd like to sit down with your mom and your boyfriend because I think you're telling them a different story than what you're telling me. This was right before I went attorney. Well, that was your reaction. I'm trying to get what evidence you have other than these two text messages. Defendant. Well, the text message from Crystal to H. So I would like to point out the defendant said a couple of things. First of all, she said that Steph texted H and said Crystal is going to go into cardiac arrest. And she's saying that this is sometime in between November 3rd to November 6th. And that would suggest that I had talked to H 24 hours prior. So my text with Steph regarding H, we were both concerned about her, was on November 4th, 2020 at 9.18 a.m. And Steph said, is she alive? I said, don't know. Steph said, what? And I said, hasn't contacted me in 24 hours. So once again, this was on November November the 4th at 9.18 a.m., which would suggest the last time that I had contact with H was before November 3rd at 9.18 a.m. The defendant did not take H to her attorney friend's office until the afternoon of November the 3rd. So her story about how we've had communication between November 3rd and November 6th is incorrect. The only other contact that I had with 
H was on November the 4th at 4.03 p.m. I forwarded her a voicemail that was on my phone from a vendor. And then she responded back and said, thank you. I asked them like four times to change it. So annoying, meaning they weren't supposed to be calling me. Also, the defendant says that H showed her all these messages that I was sending H saying that I was worried about her. That is also incorrect. There are those texts, but those were provided as production in this lawsuit by me. I didn't start texting H that I was concerned about her until Tuesday, November the 10th. This is well after H and the defendant went to the police, well after the defendant told the police that she fired H on November the 7th and after Monday, November the 9th, when the defendant called 911 and had Bartonville PD come to her home. So her story, once again, is not factual and is highly inconsistent. H's attorney goes on to say, so page 30, request for admission 159, you admit to this statement. For a discount code, you can try OMG 15. Felony also works too. Defendant, yes. Attorney, what was the context of that statement? Defendant, those two coupon codes that work. Attorney, for what? Defendant, our website. Attorney, for your business? Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, okay, and why does felony, why did you choose felony as a discount code? Defendant, I just wanted to. Right now, it's trust. Attorney, did you, looking at request for admission number 161, you admit to this statement. Again, I'm at the bottom of page 30. Not even sue her back, but press criminal charges because I don't care about money. I care about a mugshot, sis. When you're talking about her, who are you referring to? Defendant Crystal Wrighton because she posted mugshots of my dad. Attorney, and you want to press criminal charges and have her convicted so she has a mugshot. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and are you pressing criminal charges right now? Defendant, if I can find the evidence. Attorney, but in January of 2020, you didn't have any evidence because you're still trying to find find the evidence, right? Defendant, yeah. The defendant has claimed over and over and over again that she has proof and that the police believe her, but this has been going on and she has been making these claims since November of 2020. We are currently in this deposition in February of 2022, and she is saying that she at that time still has no evidence of any criminal claims that she has made against me. H's attorney goes on to say, request for admission number 166 on page 31, you admit to this statement, and she did stuff horrible to me and is still talking about it every single day. Who is the she you're referring to? Defendant, which one are you on? Attorney, I'm sorry, 166. Defendant, okay, I see it. Attorney, is she Crystal or H? Defendant, oh no, Crystal. Attorney, and on the next one, request for admission number 167, where you admit to this statement, I made this for my friend, and then you've got a username there. Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, who has been a huge mental help since dealing with these crazies? And by these crazies, who are you referring to? Who are the crazies? Defendant, just like the situation. Attorney, well, those are people, right? Defendant, just like the situation in general, not anyone specific. Attorney, so when you say, when you're using the term dealing with these crazies, it's your testimony that you're not referring to people, you're referring to the situation. Defendant, like, I'm referring to like the crazies, like trolls in general, not like specifically, I would have said it. Attorney, then the following request for admission, number 168, on the bottom of page 31, you admit to this statement. I do this so I don't go bananas from the stalkers. And again, the stalkers, are you referring to generally or are you referring 
referring to specific people. Defendant, no, just generally, because it's a lot to deal with. In this statement, she says she's just referring to stalkers in general, but in this original post that this statement came from, she is talking about attorney's fees, which would suggest that she is referring to this lawsuit, which would indicate that when she refers to stalkers that she is talking about H and I. H's attorney goes on to say, staying on page 32, request for admission number 173, you admit to this statement. A lot of our phones are logged into emails we cannot get into. So I don't understand. So you're logged into an email account that you were blocked from? Defendant, yeah, probably. Yes, probably. Attorney, do you recall what specific email accounts you're referring to? Defendant, no, but if too many attempts are made, it'll log you out. Attorney, on page 35, request for admission 192, where you admit to this statement, and then the monster that you know, that you thought you knew them, or you thought you knew how deep it could go, but when you were talking, you thought you knew them. You're referencing Crystal and H, right? Defendant, no. Attorney, who are you referring to? Defendant, just Crystal. Like you thought you knew them, like the person, not like the group. Defendant, oh, request for admission 220 on page 39. You admit to this statement. Or I love Jesus and sweet tea and being a psycho. What are you referring to in the psycho part there? Defendant, I don't know what statement that is. Attorney, yeah. Defendant, yeah, I don't know. Attorney, okay. Defendant, sorry. Attorney, request for admission number 225. You admit to this statement. But that's what happens when you allow the wrong people around you when you don't have boundaries and you believe people who are actually trying to destroy you. And by the wrong people, are you referring to Crystal and H? Defendant, so at the time, I did not think H was trying to destroy me. I thought H was trying to protect herself. I was referring to just Crystal at that time. Now, later, you came to the conclusion that H was trying to destroy you? Defendant, I think H is trying to do whatever she can to save her own profanity. Attorney, request for admission number 236 on page 42, you admit to this statement. Speaking of the crazies, for the person that we all know who it is, who asked me why Captain Crazy is suing me? I don't know. Why did she sue her last employer? I don't know. You'll have to ask her or you can just answer for us. Is this Captain? Who is this Captain Crazy you're referring to? Defendant, the only person in this room who sued her last employer, Crystal Wrighton. H's attorney says, object to everything before Crystal Wrighton is non-responsive. Attorney, turning to page 45, request for admission number 255. I know that you've denied this admission. As we sit here today, though, do you have any independent recollection of making it? Defendant, wait. Attorney, 255. Defendant, I don't know, honestly, because it says two and two, and that don't make sense. Attorney, so you don't recall making it? Defendant, uh-uh. Attorney, all right. Bear with me one sec. Did you ever hire a private investigator? investigator to investigate who may have been hacking into your accounts or deleting your information. Defendant, no, sir. Attorney, did you ever consider it? Defendant, no, sir. Attorney, so you own membership interest in the limited liability corporation known as Defendant's Business. Defendant, yes, sir. Attorney, and do you still own that membership interest? Defendant, yes, sir. Attorney, and currently what is that membership interest? 50%? Defendant, 99%. Attorney, okay, and are you still doing business through that LLC? Defendant, oh yeah. Attorney, are are there any other business entities you're operating through right now? Defendant, no, sir. Attorney, who owns the other 1% of the LLC? Defendant names her husband. Attorney, does husband, and I'm not asking you a legal question because I wasn't very good at community property in law school either, but is husband claiming undisputed community property interest in your business? Defendant, I don't know. How do I answer that? I actually don't know. Attorney, all right. Defendant, I don't know what he claims. Attorney, over the last six months, has business improved, stayed the same, gone down in terms of revenue? 
revenue. Defendant, what month are we in? February, business has declined since I slowed down working in November to handle the case. Attorney, and by the case, is it this case? Defendant, yes. Attorney, or your divorce case? Defendant, no, this case. Attorney, and what about working on this case has caused your business to slow down? Defendant, it's really hard to read this stuff on the internet and then want to voluntarily get back on the internet. My job isn't to sell clothes to people. My job is to talk about my life. Attorney, but talking about your life doesn't really result in sales. Defendant, oh, it does. Attorney, is it the main driver for sales for your company? Then the defendant's attorney says, I'm going to object for a second. This line of questioning would probably be better when you're taking the deposition of the company. And then H's attorney says, that's true. Defendant's attorney, when we all have to come back again anyway. H's attorney, I'm not asking any questions of a corporate rep. I'm solely limiting it to her knowledge as a member running the business. Defendant's attorney says, okay, if we limit it to that and her knowledge as a membership, then we can continue with this line of questioning with that understanding. H's attorney goes on and says, I mean, so the main driver, your understanding as a member, the main driver of sales and revenue for your company is defendant's name. Defendant says, yes. Attorney, and so are you currently making any sales or supporting any sales outside of your company? Defendant, no. So here defendant admits that she doesn't make any sales outside of her company, but she also has said that she makes money by talking about her life. H's attorney goes on to say, since the lawsuit was filed, have you taken any assets out of the business for less than equivalent value? Defendant says, I don't understand what you mean. Attorney says, let me rephrase it this way. If there was something, if the company had an asset and I assume it has some assets, defendant says, uh-huh. Attorney, and you transferred those assets to another entity or person without getting value for it, has that occurred? Defendant, no, it did not. Attorney, have you taken any steps to place assets of the company out of reach of creditors? Defendant, no. Attorney, you've had several conversations with the FBI about some of the posts that are the subject of this lawsuit, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and I'm not trying to, you know, trick you on what you said earlier. I'm trying to remember, but approximately how many times did you connect with? Defendant says like two or three times. Attorney, okay. And that's from when you first learned about all of this to present. Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. And of those two or three times, what specific statements did you make to the FBI about H's involvement in all of this that you recall? Defendant says that I thought she was involved, but that I thought she was being manipulated. Attorney, anything else you can recall about what you said about H to the FBI? Defendant, I mean, I explained that she was like my best friend and my little sister and that there's no reason that she would do this and that I didn't think that she had the same like mental idea to, I don't know what words to use. I didn't think she's had the same original plan, whereas I think Crystal had a totally different MO from the beginning. I think H got caught up and that I just didn't, you want them to know because if they do do something, you don't want them to like, I mean, I don't want, I love her. Attorney, have you considered the possibility that defendant's husband was actually responsible for hacking into your accounts and deleting the surveillance video back in the 2020 timeframe? Defendant, yes, now. Attorney, okay, do you believe that to be potentially true that he did that? Defendant, yes. Attorney, so if he did that, it probably wasn't H or Crystal doing it, correct? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, do you think defendant's husband and H and Crystal were colluding to delete video surveillance from your security system? Defendant, I don't think H was. Attorney, but you think your husband and Crystal were. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what evidence do you have that your husband and Crystal were colluding to delete material from your video from your surveillance system? 
defendant because defendant's husband has, I've seen information. Oh, am I allowed to say this? Where it looks like in the very beginning of this, I found information in her husband's computer where it looked like he was sticking up for Crystal and I couldn't understand it. Attorney, okay. Defendant. And since then, I've found other information where it looks like he's been trying to continue to stick up for Crystal and maybe not H. Attorney says, okay. And is this with respect to deleting information off the security system or hacking social media accounts or both? Defendant, the social media accounts are like a moot point for me because I don't care. My Instagram is private. It really doesn't matter. But the other things are very important to me, deleting security camera footage. I believe that husband and Crystal are in communication. Absolutely. I do not believe that husband and H are in communication. Attorney, okay. Have you seen any evidence of communications between husband and Crystal? And by evidence, I mean a witness told or said that, hey, they saw communication or heard communication or a text or an email or a letter or anything. Defendant, my husband listed H and Crystal as witnesses in our divorce. And to me, I would assume you wouldn't list somebody as a witness without their permission. So if you are telling me this whole time that Crystal and H are so guilty and they did this and it's horrible and it's awful, and then to turn around and then list them as your witnesses in your divorce, it doesn't make sense. But I also think he didn't list just one of them because then it would be too obvious if he just listed Crystal. Attorney, so you think you need to get somebody's permission to designate them and list them as a witness? Defendant, I don't know how it works, but if you say you hate their guts, attorney, did you do any inquiry? Ask anybody, your lawyer or anybody else, hey, do I mean defendant interrupts and says, oh no, husband told me before that I falsely accused Crystal. Attorney, when did he say that? Defendant, the other day when he was mad. Attorney, oh, recently? Defendant, yeah. And then he took it back and said he was just mad, but he won't say that about her. Attorney, okay. Then H's attorney marks exhibit seven and says, your lawyer has just handed you a document that I've marked as exhibit seven. And I'll represent to you that it is a true copy of your response to request for disclosures in this action. And I I just have a couple of brief questions. First, if you'll see on page two under affirmative defenses, you state the defendant pleads the affirmative defense of truth. Any alleged statements by the defendants were true. Did I read that correctly? Defendant says, yes. Attorney says, okay, are you with me on page two? Do you see where I'm saying that? Defendant says, yes. Attorney says, affirmative defenses. Any alleged statements by the defendants were true. And do you believe that any statements that you've made identified in these admissions or in this lawsuit are true? Defendant says, yes, sir. I would like to say we are currently on page 279 and repeatedly in this deposition, the defendant has said that she has no facts whatsoever to base any of her allegations on. Attorney says, and they were true when they were made. Made. Defendant, yes to my knowledge. Attorney, when you first reported your concern that your surveillance video was being hacked, well, excuse me, when did you first contact Bartonville PD about Crystal or H? Defendant says, I think November 6th or 5th, probably the 5th. Attorney, probably the 5th. And was your complaint to the Bartonville PD that you were being harassed or stalked? What was your complaint to Bartonville PD? Defendant, I didn't really know what the complaint would be because you just don't know what like the crime is. You're just, you know that you hired this woman to come work for you who had been talking about you for years on the internet and you don't even know what the crime is. You just know that it's not right. And H was terrified. And I mean, I mean, my job was to protect H too. Attorney, so you didn't really know if a crime was being committed. Defendant, yeah, not at all. Attorney, when you called Bartonville Police Department. Defendant, yes, sir. Attorney, okay. Defendant, okay. That's who you go to. Attorney, and the report states that you didn't like Officer
handling your case. Defendant, no, not that I didn't like him, but I was friends with, or I had like, I had a friendly banter back and forth with another officer before, and she had said that she was like uncomfortable around him and stuff. And so I just didn't want to be around him because I didn't know if he was like how she explained him or not. He's nice. I've apologized to him for even he didn't know why that I ever thought he might be. It's just one of those guys that's like a chauvinist and stuff and rude to women and stuff, but I do trust him. Attorney says, well, according to the police report, and I'm sorry, I don't have an extra copy. Defendant says it's okay. Attorney, what it states is, caller says that she does not have faith in officer handling the situation based on previous experience with him. Attendant, yeah. Attorney, is that accurate? Defendant, yeah. Attorney, and what was the previous experience? Attorney, because like he just blows off women. I mean, again, I've apologized to him since then because I think it's just like his personality, but he just kind of like is really dismissive. And I don't, he just is a different breed of people. I really like the guy now, but you just have to get to know him personally to understand. Like he just comes off as like brash and abrupt and kind of dismissive. Attorney, it sounds like you've gotten to know a lot of people at Bartonville PD. Defendant, well, there's only three. Attorney, okay, so how many times, how many different defendant says, we'll see him around town. It's a very small town. Attorney, right. How many different complaints have you made to the Bartonville PD? And by complaint, I'm not using it in a technical term because I understand you had multiple conversations about this stuff, but there was some other stuff you contacted the police department about too. Like one was recently on a parking problem in front of your house, and I believe believe you've had some other incidents with Bartonville PD or at least complaints to them or am I mishearing your testimony? Defendant, I think you are. Attorney, okay. Defendant, because I didn't complain about the parking. Attorney, okay, I thought I had heard that. Defendant, that's okay. Attorney, you were having a parking issue or something. Defendant, uh-uh. Attorney, okay, anything other than H and Crystal, have you made any formal complaints to the Bartonville PD? Defendant, I mean, I've called them for like when I was moving out of my house regarding my divorce situation to make sure it was like an amicable situation. Attorney, okay. Defendant, I don't make a habit of calling them all the time. Attorney, did you want a police officer there when you were moving stuff out to make sure and did a police officer come defendant yeah attorney was there any issue defendant no At this point, H's attorney passes the witness, the defendant, back to my attorney. And my attorney says, what church do you go to? Defendant lists her church. My attorney says, where is that? The defendant says, the town. Attorney, what school does your son go to? Defendant says, attorney, okay, there was a lot of discussion previously about the deletion of text messages. Do you believe that Crystal Wright and deleted any of your text messages? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, okay, so as you sit here today, you can't say one way or another whether you believe that Crystal Wrighton has deleted any of your text messages, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, are you aware of any facts that would support the position that Crystal Wrighton deleted any of your text messages? Defendant, the fact that her text message was deleted from my phone and her husband's, her phone number was saved under her husband's contact. I don't know that a stranger would necessarily do that. Attorney, do you have anything to determine how that happened? Defendant, there's no way to be able to tell. Attorney, so that's a no. Defendant, correct. The defendant has several times accused me of deleting her text messages. And throughout this entire deposition, she has been inconsistent 
consistent on who she does or does not think deleted her text messages. My attorney goes on to say, okay, you testified earlier about seeing people come and take pictures of your house while you were in the front yard, I think, with H. Is that correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney. And then you either later saw or were told that those pictures were on Gomi, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, did those pictures on Gomi that were taken of your house by someone driving by, did those include negative comments about you or your company? Defendant, yes. Attorney, so there was a person or post under one name that had a picture of your house plus negative comments about you or your company, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, okay, and you saw a car driving by taking pictures, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, can you identify that car in any way? Defendant, I cannot. Attorney, you knew what kind of car Crystal drove, correct? Defendant, I do not know what kind of car she drives. Attorney, at the time, Crystal, she came to work for you, didn't she? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and you never knew what kind of car she drove? Defendant, that's not what I said. Attorney, all right, what did you say? Defendant, I said, I do not know what kind of car she drives. Attorney, all right, when Crystal worked for you, defendant nods head. Attorney says, were you aware of what kind of car she drove? Defendant, I was. Attorney, okay, when the pictures were taken of your house, were those taken before, after, or during the time that Crystal worked for you? Defendant, I couldn't tell you because when I saw the picture later on, I didn't connect like the date of the person driving by with the picture. Attorney, okay, at some point you did. Defendant, no, I did not. Attorney, well, at some point you realized there was something on Gomi where a picture was taken of your house, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, and that picture was taken of your house, I think, as you testified earlier while you and H were in the front yard, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and you saw someone come by your house and take a picture, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and they were in a car, correct? Defendant, they were in a vehicle. Attorney, a vehicle? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and you could not identify that vehicle as being associated with Crystal or H, correct? Defendant, I never thought to do that. Attorney, and so the answer is you cannot associate the car that came by that you saw take the picture of the house that was posted on Gomi. You don't have the ability to associate that with Crystal. Defendant, that is incorrect. Attorney, okay, how do you associate that with Crystal? Defendant, it's not that I associate it with her, it's that I don't have the ability to not associate it with her. Attorney, I'm going to object as non-responsive. At this time, there's nothing about seeing the car that came by and took the picture while you, that was ultimately posted on Gomi, that you can connect that to being Crystal's vehicle, correct? Defendant, I don't know. I can't answer that question because I don't know what Crystal drives. Attorney, okay, you did know what Crystal drove when she was working for you, correct? Defendant, yes. Yes. Attorney. Okay. And you can, I think you can answer that question. Is there anything you know at all about Crystal or what she drove or automobile or any connection with any automobile that you can connect to the vehicle or the automobile that you saw drive in front of your house and take the picture? Defendant. There was more than one vehicle. Attorney. Okay. Defendant that drove by. Attorney. Well, let's do it this way. Defendant. Okay. Attorney. Can you associate any of the vehicles that drove by and took pictures of your house that were later posted on Gomi with some of the negative comments in any way with a vehicle that Crystal would have been driving. Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, any evidence that can connect that? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, okay, none that you can think of as you sit here today, correct? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, of any evidence, correct? Defendant, I do not know is the answer to your question. Attorney, that's not an answer to my question. My question is, are you aware as you sit here today and based on everything that you have in your brain, are you aware of anything that would connect Crystal to any of the cars that drove by and took pictures of of your house that were posted on Gomi. Defendant asked the question again. At this point, my attorney asks the court reporter to read 
back the question because he seems to be a little tired of repeating himself. And so the court reporter says, that's not an answer to my question. My question is, are you aware as you sit here today and base everything that you have in your brain, are you aware of anything that would connect Crystal to any of the cars that drove by and took pictures of your house that were posted on Gomi? Defendant says, if you can break that question down, I'm happy to answer it. Attorney, okay, as you sit here today and everything that you know at this time, are you aware of any evidence whatsoever that would connect the cars that you saw drive by front of your house and take pictures that were posted on Gomi to Crystal? Defendant, I'm not aware. Attorney, you don't have any evidence of that, correct? Defendant, I don't have any evidence. Attorney, you don't have any evidence that the cars that drove by were in any way connected to Crystal. That's the truth, isn't it? Defendant, I don't know if they were or they weren't. Attorney, I'm not asking you if you know if they were or weren't. I'm asking you, are you aware of evidence that would support the position that any of the cars that drove by and took pictures that were posted on Gomi with negative comments were in any way associated with Crystal? Defendant, I am not aware. Attorney, you're not aware of any. Defendant, nope. Attorney, okay. Now let's talk about the deletion of the surveillance. Whatever you described earlier that was deleted with respect to from one camera to another camera over a six-minute span, is that the only deletion of any surveillance that you allege has occurred that you might relate to this lawsuit? Defendant, no. Attorney, but there's other surveillance. Defendant, yes. Attorney, let's make sure we're clear. Now with respect to that six minutes of video that you claim was deleted. Defendant, I did not say that. Attorney, all right, what did you say? Defendant, I did not. I used six minutes as a reference of the time period, but I did not say six minutes was deleted. Attorney, that's correct. The six minute period of time, which you described as including a portion that was deleted, who do you think deleted that? Defendant, I don't know, but you should take the six minutes out because I use that as a frame of reference. Attorney, I'm going to object as non-responsive after I don't know. Attorney, do you have any evidence to support any position that Crystal Wrighton was in any way involved in the deletion of the surveillance that you previously referenced as a six minute span that a small portion was deleted from. Defendant, can you repeat the question? Attorney, yeah. Do you have any evidence that would support the position that Crystal Wrighton was in any way involved in the deletion of this portion of this six minutes that you referenced earlier at your house? Defendant, I do not. Attorney, now what other surveillance was deleted besides the small portion of the six minutes as you described earlier? Defendant, it's not six minutes, but we can continue to go back and forth about that. Whenever H and I first drove up to the house on November 3rd that evening, the beginning of the video so it would be us driving up to the house which typically the camera will catch in advance when you're coming down the street that was not on the recording either attorney and I'm going to object to the first part of that attempt to answer as non-responsive somehow in connection with the previous question attorney so with respect to any deletion of videos on your home security there's the portion that you described as a six minute a small portion that was a six minute portion in your house and then you've also included some deletion on November 3rd as you and H came into your house, correct? Defendant, incorrect. I did not say it was a six-minute period of time that was deleted. Attorney, okay. We'll read the testimony back at trial of this case and determine. Defendant, okay. Attorney, what is accurate in what you said and didn't say? Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, but for now, you said previously in your deposition you referenced a six-minute period of time where there was a small portion that was deleted. That's the part in your house. You've also testified now about the portion of video being deleted as you 
and H drove your car up, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, then is there, other than those two instances, are there any other instances where video was deleted that you attribute to anything related to this lawsuit? Defendant, I'm sure there was other instances. I just can't think of them all off the top of my head. Attorney, all right. Those are the only two that you can think of as you sit here today, correct? Defendant, yeah. I didn't like brush up on anything before I got here. Attorney, I'll object as non-responsive. The only two video deletions that you can reference you've told us about here today, correct? Defendant, that I can reference, correct. Attorney, okay, all right. With respect to the 11-3 video deletion, how much do you think was deleted? Defendant, I could not tell you. Attorney, any estimate whatsoever? Defendant, I do not have an estimate. Attorney, on the November 3rd video deletion that you referenced, what was deleted? Defendant, a portion of the video. Attorney, and? Defendant, a portion. Attorney, what would it have shown? Defendant, a portion of a conversation. H, walking into the house, calling Crystal a psychopath. Me saying the sentence, if that's the message you want to convey, us driving up to the house that evening. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, not that I can recall. Attorney, all right, who do you think deleted the 11-3 video? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, are you aware of any evidence to support the position that Crystal Wrighton in any way participated in the deletion of the 11-3 video? Defendant, am I aware of any evidence? Say the sentence again. Attorney, are you aware of any evidence that would support the position that Crystal Wrighton was in any way involved in the November 3rd deletion of video? Defendant, I'm not aware of any evidence that would support that Crystal Wrighton would be involved? No. Attorney, okay, you said there was some testimony earlier about Crystal faking cash projections. Do you recall that? Defendant, I did. Attorney, do you have any documents, spreadsheets, financials of any sort that would support that? Defendant, I do. Attorney, and have you produced those in this case? Defendant, I have. Nothing had been produced whatsoever about anything regarding fake cash projections and nothing would ever be produced. It could not be produced because that is a complete fabrication. My attorney goes on to say, and what does that look like? Defendant, documents that show that they were cash projections based on numbers that were incorrect. Attorney, what was the title of those documents? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, how many documents were there? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, any estimate? Defendant, I do not have an estimate. Attorney, and tell me the meta facts of these fake cash projections that you believe Crystal provided. Defendant, she scared the profanity out of H, made her think I was going broke and I wasn't. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, that was enough for me. Attorney, and I'll object as non-responsive. Was there any other of these alleged fake cash projections by Crystal? Defendant, say the question again so I can answer it properly. Attorney, other than scaring H, was there any other effect of these alleged fake cash projections by Crystal? Defendant, yes. Since those projections would be something that would be given to me, I would be operating my business on numbers that were incorrect. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, no. Attorney, all right. Okay, earlier you testified in response to some of Mr. Camp's questions about deleting Instagram followers. Do you recall that? Defendant, I recall. Attorney, okay, do you believe that Crystal Wrighton in any way deleted Instagram followers? Defendant, I do. Attorney, okay, and tell me every fact upon which you base that opinion. Defendant, I believe that to be true. Attorney, and tell me every fact upon which you allege base that opinion other than you've just decided. Defendant, 
I just decided. Attorney, okay, so no facts other than you just decided. Defendant, that's correct. Attorney, okay, and do Instagram followers, one of the things you said something doesn't bother you, is losing Instagram followers something that does bother you or doesn't bother you? Defendant, no, it doesn't. Attorney, okay. Defendant, it doesn't now, it did then. Attorney, okay, why did it then? Defendant, because it was on my business account and now I mainly post on my personal account and I don't, my personal account's private. If you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. Attorney, earlier you said someone said that Crystal was obsessed. Who told you Crystal was obsessed? Defendant H. Attorney, anyone else? Defendant, her old co-workers at her old company. Attorney, who were they? Defendant, I couldn't tell you who specifically said it. It was a general consensus. Attorney, and what company was that? Defendant then lists my former company with my former business partner. Attorney, all right, when did those conversations occur? Defendant, gosh, 2021, I couldn't tell you what month. Attorney, so multiple people from my prior company have talked to you about Crystal, correct? Defendant, so I would say more than one person has talked to me from my former company about Crystal. Attorney, tell you things that she sued my former business partner. Defendant says, Crystal told me she sued her former business partner. My attorney says, I'll object as non-responsive. And then he goes on to say, did any of the people from my old company that you've talked to say anything about the lawsuit that was filed by Crystal against my former business partner? Defendant, no. Attorney, none of them said a word. Defendant, no. Attorney, as far as any hacking into your iCloud account, did that happen on one occasion or more? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, how many times do you believe your iCloud was hacked into? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, do you even know whether it was ever hacked into? Defendant, yes, as I stated earlier. Attorney, so we know it's at least one. Defendant, correct. Attorney, and that was the one where H was in your house with the Mac, correct? Defendant, correct. Okay, other than the incident with H in your house with the Mac, is there any other occasion that you're aware of where your iCloud was hacked into? Defendant, I never investigated anything else. Attorney, okay, I'll object as non-responsive. So I do want to point out that in the police video, the defendant did say that her phone was hacked into on October 30th as well. Who was here on Friday? No, I said she has not sure. been here. Okay. She you hasn't been here since, be. I'll tell you, she hasn't been here since the 30th of October. And I, at least in, at least past any of our cameras. Yeah. My, my phone got broken into for the first time in Halloween. Well, I'm just telling you. Why would she be here? She no, she has not been here. Since in October, right? October 30th? That's, that's oh. when we got the cameras online. Oh, oh my God. Attorney, as you sit here today, based on what you know, are you aware of any other time where your iCloud account was hacked other than in the closet with H on that one occasion? Defendant, those two different occasions, but I explained two different occasions. Attorney, okay, tell us in response to Mr. Camp's question, how many times did anyone hack into your iCloud account? Defendant, I know of two times. Attorney, okay, one was with H there in the closet, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, what was the second one? Defendant, when her MacBook was signed into my iCloud. Attorney, other than when H was in your closet and when her MacBook was signed in, are you aware of any other occasions or incidents where your iCloud was hacked into? Defendant, no, I never looked. Attorney, do you believe that Crystal played any part in hacking into your iCloud account on either of these occasions? Defendant, absolutely yes. Attorney, all right, tell me every fact upon which you base your opinion that Crystal Wrighton participated in the hacking into your iCloud account on either the occasion with H's MacBook or the occasion with H in the closet. 
closet. Defendant says, I do not know factually that she participated in it. So once again, she is admitting that she has no evidence, no facts, no nothing. Attorney, okay, so again, any opinion that you have that Crystal Wrighton participated in any way in hacking into your iCloud account on either of those two occasions with H in the closet or on H's MacBook is based solely on you just think that, correct? Defendant, my opinion. Attorney, is it your opinion that Crystal Wrighton started stalking you at some point? Defendant, no, I wouldn't say that. Attorney, okay, you've used the term stalking a few times previously in your deposition today, so what did you mean by stalking earlier when you referenced that? Defendant, here's an example. There are 399 requests for admissions. I have never provided you all with anything that either of them have said on the internet, but they have provided, Crystal has provided you specifically with thousands of comments that I have made watching all of my live videos, recording them, screenshotting posts, all of that. Attorney, so in your opinion, gathering evidence of your conduct that's going to be presented to this judge and this jury is somehow stalking? Is that your opinion? Defendant, that's not the only thing. Attorney, well... Is that, let me ask you this way, is gathering the evidence to support the claims that are being made against you so that we can have them in this lawsuit, do you consider that to be stalking you? Defendant, I don't consider that to be stalking me. Attorney, so now let's go to the next one. Now that you've recanted that, what's the next? Defendant interrupts and says, I didn't recant that. Attorney, what's the next thing you believe constitutes stalking by Crystal of you? Defendant says again, I didn't recant that what you said. Attorney, the record will reflect that so you can answer my question. Defendant says, that's not what I said. Okay, you can ask it again because I didn't say that. Attorney, in addition to what you've testified to earlier and now recanted about the gathering of evidence not being stalking, what is the next thing that you believe would substantiate or be a factual support for your opinion that Crystal is stalking you? Defendant, I don't believe that providing statements like the devil works hard, but I work harder is gathering evidence. So that was a statement that I didn't recant what I just said. I also think that if there are factual statements that only Crystal knows about me and my business and my income and my personal life that are repeated on the internet and the accumulation of H telling me she had specific conversations with Crystal and that they are now repeated on the internet on top of the fact that I've never had an issue with Crystal in my life or the fact that she told our employee that you're going to hear about a Crystal that you know you need to remember or a different Crystal you need to remember the Crystal crystal that you know, not the crystal that you're told. Attorney, I'm going to object as non-responsive as everything up to what I just said. And now my next question is, is that everything that you believe would factually support your opinion that crystal has stalked you? Defendant, that is not everything. Attorney, tell me what else. Defendant, well, I do that, but then you say non-responsive, so I'm confused. Attorney, I'm going to object as non-responsive. Tell me any additional facts that you're aware of that you believe supports your opinion that crystal is stalking you. Defendant, well, dear, look at this stuff. Like her old company said that she knew me before I knew her. The person who had the same usernames that writes about how much money I make every month now wrote about me five years ago, and they didn't know how much money I made five years ago. The same person who writes about what kind of chemo my dad gets now didn't know anything about my family six or seven years ago, three years ago, four years ago. These are the same accounts, same usernames. And if you follow just what that person says over the years, you see that after 2019, their story changes dramatically. Attorney, are you saying that all the usernames that you believe are connected with Crystal Wrighton saying negative things about you and your company have been present for six or seven years before she ever even came to work for you? Defendant, I am saying that. 
Attorney, that's your testimony to this judge and this jury? Defendant, that is true. Attorney, that is your testimony? Defendant, you are correct. Attorney, okay, all right. You made reference to 1,500 blog posts being deleted. Was that related to the Instagram breach? Defendant, no. Attorney, what was that related to? Defendant, my phone. Attorney, okay. Do you have an opinion as to who caused the deletion of the 1,500 blog posts? Defendant, I do not. Attorney, do you have any evidence that would support the position that Crystal Wrighton deleted or participated? participated in any way in causing the deletion of 1,500 blog posts. Defendant, I didn't say she did. Attorney, I'm going to object as non-responsive. My question is, do you have any evidence or are you aware of any evidence that would support the position that Crystal Wrighton in any way participated in the deletion or caused the deletion of 1,500 blog posts? Defendant, they were notes in my phone, not blog posts, to be clear. And I do not know, I do not have any tangible evidence to prove that Crystal Wrighton participated in the deletion of the blog posts in my phone, aka notes. Attorney, what else did you call them? Notes. They were notes. Attorney, okay, you said something about your husband sticking up for Crystal. Tell me about that. The defendant's attorney says objection form. My attorney says, I missed that one. Attorney, you said something earlier about your husband sticking up for Crystal, correct? Defendant, uh uh-huh. Attorney, what were you referencing then? Defendant, after all this stuff first started, he had a folder on his computer called Crystal, and it was a lot of documents that appeared to be, they didn't appear to be what you would be collecting if you thought someone was doing something negative to your spouse. It appeared to be in favor of Crystal and almost derogatory about H. Attorney, when did you see this? Defendant, during that week. H was there with me. Attorney, November. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, when you say the week. Defendant, I don't remember. Attorney, you're talking about the week around. Defendant says, we call it like discovery week. My attorney says, when you went to the police station. Defendant, yeah, November 2nd that week, but it wasn't on November 2nd because I said it to her like on. It was a day after we had a photo shoot. I don't remember which day. I think we had a photo shoot on like a Wednesday or something. But I remember expressing to H that I thought it was weird that it looked like he was like almost trying to protect Crystal. Attorney. And was this a file on his computer? Defendant. Uh Uh-huh. Attorney. Is that a yes? Defendant. Yes. Attorney. And you saw it? Defendant. Yes. Attorney on his computer? Defendant. Yes. Attorney. Did he know you saw it? Defendant. He does now. Attorney. Did he then? Defendant. I don't know. Attorney. How do you know he does now? Defendant, because I told him. Attorney, when did you tell him? Defendant, a long time ago when it happened. Attorney, what was his response? Defendant, oh no, I'm just trying to help you with the case. Attorney, okay, I'll try not to get objected to. At some point, your husband said that you were falsely accusing Crystal, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and then you said he took it back. Defendant, correct. Attorney, when did that happen? Defendant, the same day. Attorney, November 3rd or 4th. Defendant, oh no, like a couple of weeks ago. Attorney, that's what I thought. Defendant, back then? Never. Attorney, so a couple of weeks ago, your husband told you that you were falsely accusing Crystal, correct? Defendant, uh uh-huh. Attorney, is that a yes? Defendant, yes, that's a yes. Attorney, and then he took it back shortly thereafter, right? Defendant, he didn't say I was. He said, you're probably falsely accusing Crystal. And then he came back and said, I should never have said that. Attorney, all right. Defendant, because that was not his narrative for the entire year that this was going on. Attorney, there were some posts where you had binders referencing all the documents that you have related to this case. Do you recall that? Defendant, no. Attorney, all right. Do you have binders upon binders related to this case? Defendant, not related to this case. Attorney, what do you mean by that? Defendant, not related to this case. Attorney, okay. Do you have other cases that you have binders? Defendant, I do. Attorney, your divorce case? Defendant, 
that's correct. The defendant had already made posts about having binders before the divorce was ever filed. I get some Botox though, because it's going to be a rough season. I already know. I'm like six binders in. I'm throw up. Attorney. All right. Do you have any binders related to this case? Defendant. If I have binders of all the information I've probably given you, I try to keep a copy. Attorney. What was your friend's name that was the attorney that you and H went and saw? Defendant tells the name. Attorney, what's her last name? Defendant says it and then they spell it. Attorney, was there any audio or video of the communications that you had while at her offices? Defendant, there was. Attorney, all right. And do you still have that? Defendant, I do not. Attorney, where is that? Defendant, I do not know. Attorney, how was it videoed? Or first of all, was it videotaped or just audio taped? Defendant, audio. Attorney, and how was it audio taped? Defendant, on my phone. Attorney, the audio recording of your conversation with your friend, the attorney with H that was recorded on your phone, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and that's no longer on your phone, correct? Defendant, well, kind of. Attorney, okay, what does that mean? Defendant, so it's through an app called Pro Recorder, and I think Pro Recorder is not in the app store anymore, and I would love to be able to get it. I still have the encrypted file on my phone, but I haven't figured out a way to get that encrypted file off the phone and open it up. I would love to, but I don't think they make that app anymore, so I've tried to contact them. I got it through a backup, FYI. Attorney. So the lack of having the audio recording at your attorney friend's office with you and NH is a result of some apps being old under whatever app you used and nothing to do with anyone intentionally deleting it, correct? Defendant, incorrect. Attorney, all right, did somebody intentionally delete it? Defendant, I don't know if they did it intentionally, but I know it was deleted and I did not do it. Attorney, okay, do you know who deleted it? Defendant, I do not. Attorney, do you have any evidence to support the opinion that Crystal Wrighton was in any way or in any way caused or contributed to the deletion of the audio of the conversation with your attorney friend, you and H? Defendant, I've never accused anybody of deleting it. Attorney, okay, well, how do you think it got deleted? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, all right. I believe that's all my questions for now on her individual capacity, subject to the attorneys getting an agreement and getting something worked out on additional documents that we don't think we have. You think you may have produced them, but to the extent that there has been any evidence or documents that have been described as existing in the deposition that have not been produced in response to production, we will retain the right to ask questions on that in the witness's individual capacity. We will agree, or I would agree, to have that follow-up, which I don't think will be a lot, to have the follow-up on the same day that we do the corporate representative. So what they're saying is throughout the course of this deposition, the defendant has referenced certain things that we do not have. And so if we were to take another deposition just for her as the corporate rep, once the business was represented, they would reserve some time to ask her again in her individual capacity about the documents that she was saying. However, nothing was ever turned over after this point. So the defendant's deposition was quite lengthy. I apologize that there were so many hours in this recording. However, there was a lot of material to cover. According to the rules, each party had six hours to depose her in her personal capacity and in the business capacity. In total for this deposition, which was solely in her personal capacity, my attorney, Todd, deposed her for three hours and 30 minutes, and H's attorney, Mr. Camp, deposed her for two hours and nine minutes. So in total, we were there for five hours and nine minutes, just deposition time. However, we were there from 9 a.m. until almost six o'clock. PM. So it was a long day. There was just a lot of material to cover. Once you complete your deposition, you have an opportunity to go back through it once the court reporter has sent it out and make any changes that you might want to. 
if something was inaccurate. The court reporter sent the deposition to us all by March the 3rd, and it was signed and sent back to the court reporter on March the 23rd, and no changes were made to the deposition. Additionally, there was some discovery and documents that the defendant had said that she would be producing to us within two weeks of the deposition. And not only was nothing turned over within two weeks after the deposition, but nothing additional in this case was ever turned over for discovery. Next time on False and Defamatory. You are so nice. Did you say how today went already? I was checking out at Kroger. It went great. It went better than I ever could have suggested ever. My attorney was like, I can't believe that you write like 30 page emails and then you're that calm when all this stuff is happening. And I'm like, listen, when you tell the truth, you like have this weird sense of confidence and it's not like being overconfident. You're just like, you're asking me a question. I'm going to give you an answer. There's nothing to remember because it is what it is. What happened, happened. Frequently in her deposition, she said that she couldn't remember. Today they did ask me if I felt like it was very important that people trust me on the internet. And I said, that's the only reason I talked to them. He's like, it's not to sell anything. No, I don't need to sell you anything. I need you to trust me. There's 500 freaking people on this video right now. You've got to be kidding. Hi guys. But I'll tell you this, if it was not for this little bitty screen right here and I deleted my Facebook, I uh, made my Instagram private. She says in this video, she had just recently made her Instagram private, but whenever she does those things, you can't present something as an opinion whenever it's convenient for you when the rest of the entire time you are presenting everything as fact and hoping that your followers will trust and believe what you say. Even if I didn't get to go copy every page and write it all down and all that, I was like, did you prepare for today? I'm like, no, we went to, where do, I was like, we went to Bayou Jack's, but no, I didn't like read anything. I, it's all in my head. I don't need to read anything. The truth is the truth. It never changes. It's crazy. With a truth defense, however, you have to provide proof and evidence of your claims and the defendant was able to prove zero of her claims. Frequently in her deposition, as we saw, there were inconsistencies. She would say something one time, for example, that I did not delete followers on her social media. Then she would say another time that I did, that she believes it in her heart. She also would say that she had contact with Instagram about the loss of her followers and then that she didn't. So she had a lot of back and forth and inconsistencies in her deposition. Yet here, once again, she does quote a line that she quotes quite often that the truth never changes. The ups and downs of social media and how it is so powerful if you use it the right way, it really is. That statement is evidence that the defendant knew the entire time exactly what she was doing when she was spreading these lies. She mentioned how it felt so good to tell her story. She has yet to produce any factual evidence of any of her claims. She just wants to be able to talk. The legal process is not the same as getting on a live video and telling your followers whatever comes into your brain at that moment. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could ask 
accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.